This is the, there we go, now it's recording. This is the Zoom H5. Oh, shit, stepping it up. Do you have a, you have a podcast, Q? I had one. <laughs> we had, I had one, and then, uh. Let me pop this guy forward, there sure. we go. Um, I had one, it was called, Dude, That's Not What I Meant. <laughs> it was good for a hot minute. It was, we had like a hot little, like, we had like <laughs> Dude, conversations going on with other comics, and we had like other, um, like. We had crowd like interactions online and oh, stuff that's like great. that. Like it was going, but uh, man, we had a we had a real hard halt when we uh, one some mic issues start coming up, and then Cars Against Humanity was kind of hitting us up. Like, hey, we're thinking about pulling you guys onto our network. What? Yeah, and I was like, hell yeah! And I was like stomping around, like, man, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were just like, actually, uh, actually no. No, no thanks. Yeah, they they cut us <laughs> off real hard, and I didn't take it so well because I was I was uh, I just I remember I called my dad. I was like, "Dad, I told you, man, I told you, <laughs> like you just gotta give me a chance, man." And then they they were like, "Actually, we're gonna go a different route." Oh uh, no. Yeah, and I was just like, "What do you mean?" Then the podcast never. That's uh, the fucking worst. And it come back the same. Um, yeah, Adrian. She was like, "Oh, she's acting and she's doing great." That was Adrian Brandenburg. Yeah, she's yeah. doing commercials and, sh- and shit I like fucking that. love Adrian Brandenburg. For a while in the scene. Every time I saw her, I would propose, or every time she posted something on Facebook, I would be like, "But do you want to marry me?" Yeah, <laughs> so she would like, and that started to rub people the wrong way. She thought it, I, her and I thought it was funny because mm-hmm. she's like not at all attracted to short white men. <laughs> not at all, man. I've seen white guys go down hard, hard in front of her. Yeah, we, we were at the Laugh Factory uh, holiday party. That's where they all try to shoot their shot at her. There. Oh yeah, totally. And and I was like, they've had a couple of drinks. They're yeah, like, they're like, yeah, no, this is. A time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> she looked pretty good and they try to go over there and man when me and adrian were talking and then some dude like uh some i don't know who he was we came over to her and we're just like hey what's up adrian and she just looked down at him which already oh, lets you know. boom yeah <laughs> boom and he was just like he tried to talk to her and she was like i'm sorry we're not talking to you and gave oh him my god the coldest hand and it's like so rescue what were you talking about and i was like hey, oh bro, my I, god that's so funny yeah i felt bad i was looking at him like hey man i'm sorry you gotta go yeah <laughs> like there's no other I way don't know, around man. this it's so weird because like when it comes to it's like that guy you know what i mean like if that guy had just decided to climb El Capitan. Like, he'd never climbed before, and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to go climb this. <laughs> and then he, like, fell down and hurt himself. He wouldn't be like, wait, how did this happen? Like, yeah. dude, Adrian Brandenburg is out of your league, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, like- <laughs> look at her. Like, you saw the makeup. You saw the hair, dude. It was the leather jacket. Look at you. It's just like, uh, am I in the right position to talk to her? I don't think so. But, you know, oh, hey, that's so funny. You know, good for him, though. A for effort, though, man. At least she's-, she, she's, yeah, she's amazing. And, yeah, you know what? You can't blame a guy for trying, I think. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a woman and that happens to you all the time. And then, I guess, blame all the guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, true. <laughs> but, like, she she is just so funny and talented. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's great to see that, like, a lot of her stuff is, like, working out. Her yeah. and um her and the whole Babs crew, I thought it's really – they do a great – they did great shows. They're so funny. Like, they're hilarious, man. And actually, um, I was scared of Baps because I messed up on some project shit for them. Oh, really? Yeah, I messed up bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, last year. I was supposed to. I was supposed to record um, some videos for them, and um, while doing the video, um, I, I got it done. I got the video, but my computer crashed on me. Oh no! And it crashed hard, like. Like the lady was like, at Apple was like, yeah, this now is, this is done. This is done, dude. And like, I was like, but all this footage I have of them. But and, I promised these women. And man, that email to uh, Jillian. Oh yeah, who I love Jillian, but I and she was very nice about it. But I knew. Yeah, I knew it was just like, man, if we see you, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, out dude, here in these no. streets, I would not want to be on Jillian's bad side. <laughs> no, I didn't want to be on none of their bad side. I didn't, her or Adrian, you know, she tried to play real cool with me too, because she was just like, I'm your friend, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on you too bad, because I know I wasn't. Re- I mean, it's not your fault that your computer did crash. Oh yeah, but. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> like know. you know, we were gonna pay you. Oh man. And now we, you know, she's like, so you ain't got none of the footage? And I was like, ah, yeah, nah, I, I got nothing. Oh, that's so bad. Dude. That was a rough one. <laughs> I was like, all right, uh, Babs, my again. I always, every time I see him, I'm like, hey man, I just wanna let you know. Yeah. Even though this was like a long time ago now. Yeah, I still, like, I still, I still be in my head about it. I still be feeling bad. They like, no, no, yeah, you're all right. I'm like, 
I don't really feel like so. I don't really feel like so. So that's crazy that you had the podcast, man, and that was like gonna gonna go somewhere and everything. And then, I mean, especially with with a brand like uh, like Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, man. It, it you know we went into the meeting. It's funny, man. If you would saw me and Adrian there, like we both got there like right on time, and we didn't. This would let me know too that we we should have pre planned our like stepping into a business meeting like that. We weren't really mentally prepared, really prepared for, it. for it. Like yeah. just, as soon as we got there, we were just like, "All right, so what are you gonna say?" And she was like, "I don't know. I think I'm gonna say this." <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you gonna do?" I like, I don't know. And then as soon as like I was like, "All right, we got a plan." The lady opened up the door. Yeah, and she was like, "Hey!" I was like, "Ah!" We both our eyes were just like, like downtown at their office or whatever. Yeah, their office there, and and she uh and the lady was just like, "Yeah, come on in." And man, our eyes were we were just like, we don't know what we're gonna say. And the only time I thought we saved ourselves was because the lady brought up. She's like, yeah, I've noticed, though. I've listened to your podcast and some technical issues go on. And Adrian kind of looked at me because I was a tech guy. And, and you're it, like, uh. I'm like, <clears throat> what, what issues could you be talking about? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, and she's like, yeah, like, you know, um, there's some sound quality issues. I'm like. Oh, it must have been a mixer. Yeah, I've been having some problems with the mixer. <laughs> I just sounded like a real idiot. And and they showed us like to their professional grade room where they have a, a soundboard where Oh yeah, all that shit. All that shit. Like you're in a Dr. Dre type thing. Like you oh, could be so behind funny, the man. glass and they really teased that's what got me so hyped up when she they were like, just like, Look at all how good this could be. <laughs> Let me just show you. Yeah, man. It's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah, dude, yeah, it was man. exactly like that. Look, I got a little problem with the chocolate you're making. Why don't I show you the fucking factory? <laughs> like, <laughs> just oompas and and then they just <laughs> kick you right back out to the street. Like, all right, but you go back out there. All in right, the world well, good and luck in your good luck in your whatever it is you're doing over there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just show you what the real stars here do. It got me all. <laughs> Jesus. I was so fired up for I don't, it name one podcast they do. I don't know one. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you one. That's the thing. I don't know any of them. And they they they're they they don't they I mean, I don't want to talk bad about their podcast network, but like, you know, because they have guys who are producers. No, I'm sure they do I'm on. sure they do good stuff. I just I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't, couldn't tell one. you a thing from it. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe this was just ego in my mind, but I was thinking like, well, if we come on this podcast. I said we we bring a different element because we'll bring stand up into it, and I said they had that venue space uh, inside their office. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, we would do like a live show. We would do like a stand up show, mix it in like with the comics that come yeah. on. Because our our whole thing was like we would go through comedian social media, and then like go from stuff from like way back in the past, and then make them answer to like dumb stuff that oh, they said. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great idea for a show for today like with just all the shit that's going on with like comedian like the, with the kevin hart and like oscar stuff yeah. and even like james gunn who's not a comedian but like that like shit he posted jokes he posted like years ago that like fucked him up from di- uh you know directing gardens of galaxy 3 oh yeah yeah that one. i guess he's back now he's but back like, on now but that's like that actually is a great idea for a for i mean you'd have to do some research but then like having the people come on and then try to talk their way out of this, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you've you got you uh you just said, they see, you see here, you say, uh, Macaulay Culkin, gay as hell. What is that? You know, is that mm. supposed to be an insult? Is that? Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> if you, uh, want to actually, can I, can I, can I speak to the crowd actually? Uh, <laughs> I had, I had my best one I had on was, and he'll, uh, whatever, Jarrell Scott Barnes was on there and my buddy at the time, I had a friend from Cleveland that was sitting in my house while we we're doing this podcast and Jarrell, I found like some old stuff about Jarrell talking about how depression is just white people's problems. <laughs> and he was just like how like white people are just trying to pin that on us. But like we're not oh fucked up. God. They're but, fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, man. Just Jarrell high saying stuff on social media. Yeah. And then like, you know, and when we did the we did two we had to do two podcasts. Yeah. Because actually people when Jarrell stood by it, when he first, when I first brought it up to him, oh, that's so funny. He, he, just, d- he doubled down. He doubled down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jarrell, sir, and anytime you want to answer to this, you want. He's like, No, nigga. Yeah, white people are depressed, and it's all bullshit. They're all making this shit up. You don't just go outside oh and someone shoots so you funny. with depression. And I'm just like, Jarrell, dude, this is not. The, that's not right, though. Like, you got to think about it. like there's real science behind this. And I had oh my, and God. Little, and, and my friend who was a white guy 
was sitting across from us. He was just one of my friends from Ohio, and he has depression. Yeah, he has depression and anxiety. And he's like this fucking his guy. Are getting like, clammy. <laughs> I just see off. the sweat just building up. He's just rubbing his hands. Like, man, I, if I wasn't so nervous, <laughs> I would oh say God, something so to this funny. guy. And um, people from the podcast actually messaged Jarrell. And we're like, that's not right for you to. Yeah, they oh were like, God, that's not dude. right. And then Jarrell actually asked us, can he come back on to explain himself? Because then now after one of his friends yeah. uh, came to him and said that he was going through depression. Yeah. And he didn't really, it didn't click to him until like his own personal friend told him this. Oh, and man. then he was just like. Ah shit! And then all these people were hitting him up like, "Yeah, you're a shitty person." <laughs> oh my god, like, that's so, so funny. He came back on and apologized. <laughs> which is the, that was the only person who ever came back on. T- I can't believe he hasn't done any bits about that. That's so funny. That was like he um, needs to talk about it. I told him. I said that was the funniest. That was our funniest segment. I said having Jarrell on just because he was just he was doubling down. Just like, nah, man, depression ain't real. I was like. <laughs> I think I think you're wrong. I think, I think it's real, dude. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like the the gig is up on it, man. We all oh. know it's real. He was like, "Nah, dude, it's just television, white people." I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I definitely think that there are there are he's he's not wrong. I definitely think that there are white people like syndromes that are not that feels like they're white only. Like yeah. like gluten shit. I've never met a non-white person who's been like, "Oh, no, I'm, glu- I'm gluten sensitive." I'm like, no, I I'll be honest. I've never. I didn't know about gluten until I heard a black comic make fun of white people about gluten. Yeah, and was then it, I had to Google what gluten Dave was. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave I, has that great joke. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Is I saw all white people laughing, and then like I saw a couple of black dudes like, "What the fuck is gluten?" Yeah, <laughs> like what it's is so it? weird. It's uh, I knew about it years ago, like because I li- I used to live in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And in 2011, like that was everybody in Boulder was like, oh, we can't eat gluten now. And there was just like every and I had no idea what it was either. I'm like, this is fucking And the, what's bizarre about it is you think like if this was a real thing that really affects people, wouldn't it have been affecting people for hundreds of years? Right. Like, but like there's all these people who are arguing that it was because they're like because of farming practices have changed and because like. You know, there's all these like chemicals that like Monsanto is putting into stuff and like it ends up in the gluten and then that ends up in your body and like all this. I'm like, I have no idea. All I know is like, I think that for me, I'm if I eat too much bread, it does. It just fucks with me. That's yeah. But I don't know if that's like, you know, like a gluten. I just think that you shouldn't eat that much bread. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) you just like hold off on, you know, on a hoagie sandwiches for a second. Like you don't need all that, man. I think it's more about like a. You know, I mean, I myself, I went, um, we did No Fun February. Yeah. Last, in, Fe- in February. And what, what's No Fun February? So, No Fun February is uh, me and Ed Towns um, started this thing where, all right, we're going to do no no booze because we were, we were at the drop. Oh, yeah. At, at, at this open mic that we run. And um, we, we get. Uh, way too much booze there <laughs> and, oh yeah and most nights end up usually way too drunk so we were like all right we gotta like have like a checker we gotta have like at least like a oh month yeah where we kind of like hey we, and and also prove like one we can hang out with people yeah and it has nothing to do with booze yeah like that's like the thing behind it so we started no fun february last year we did it no booze for a month and then this year we tried to up it and we got some people to join in on us, like some other comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Fernandez, another comic, he was out within a day. <laughs> <laughs> he had the shakes. We, I changed his phone in my, I changed his name in my phone to Shakes. I put up the shaking teeth because he, he for real was like, for real was oh my like, God, dude, that's a real sign of yeah, alcoholism. Hey, buddy, you know, fuck these jokes, man. Like, yeah, dude, you need to like for real detox, man. That's like, this is bad news. He came over to us, like we have. He's getting like delirium tremens from like drinking this much. He's like, is is the mic about to start, man? I was like, it's not even ten yet, dude. We don't start till eleven. Ah man, okay man, okay. I don't know. I'm just gonna do my set now, and then I'm gonna get out of here. I was like, Jesus, yeah. All right, well, do whatever you gotta do, man. (laughs) It was so bad. uh, It's so bad, cute, because like. I a few years ago I did this decided to do the same thing I did a dry January mm-hmm. I do this in like a c- couple times a year maybe I'll 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 do it like I'm not really no drinking right now but I'm not drinking even close to as much as I normally do mm-hmm. um, like maybe three I've had last night I I had three drinks and then on Wednesday I had one drink and then that's it since like a, a week ago yeah and um but then I'll do like these dry months but the first time I did it. 
I thought legitimately I was like, I'm really worried that I'm going to get the shakes or that I'm going to like start like the, like being delirious or something because I was drinking a lot and then stopped and like, and I was legitimately afraid. I was like, somebody might have to take me to the hospital. <laughs> and Gloria who was here earlier was like, she was, she was like, are you serious? Do you think I'm going to have to, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like right. I've never <laughs> not, I can't remember when I didn't drink. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it feels weird. It just like, like when you like, especially socially too, you just feel like, like everybody's drinking and then like you're at the bar and then you just like you feel like really like am i should i leave like you guys seem like you guys are having a good time yeah it definitely feels like odd and the thing that's fucked up too is that as i get older it takes it just takes more for me to feel like anything from it yeah like and i'm that kind of worried me and that's why i stopped drinking as much this this month is like i think on saturday i had this past week I had like five or six drinks. Like a, it sounds like a ton. Mm-hmm. And then like probably it took me three drinks in before I felt anything. And I was like, okay, this is fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also look at my bank account. Like I've I also, God damn it. I can't spend this kind of money. Yeah. Like, me and my brother, I had a, we had a comp, like I used to kind of, it was like a, a pride thing. You know what I mean? To yeah, kind of feel you, like, cause you're like, I can put him down. Yeah. Oh, look at me. Like, Oh, I'm still driving. <laughs> 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 like, it was just like this pride. And me and my brother, <laughs> <laughs> Look at me do these gymnastics. I don't give a I'm fuck. Doing willies and shit in my four wheeler, man. I'm awesome, man. My uh, my brother came to Chicago and we he was like, oh yeah, Q. Uh, my nick, you know, they all called me Q. They were just like, oh man, Q. Uh, you think you can knock him back like you still used to? And I was like, of course, dude. I can do anything. <laughs> and he was like, he bought out a bottle of 151 Fire bacardi oh jesus and he was just like let's go man oh no and his girlfriend my girlfriend uh we all started doing it and then i was just knocking them back with them and i would then sip a little bit of pbr or something like that kind of and by the end of the night everybody was passed out my brother was just like crawling trying to like no i won't let you win and i was just like oh my god i was like walking like it sounds like you're gonna this is like sounds like you're going to the hospital man that's like i know like (laughs) i'm like taking it all like yeah i'm the winner but like really like i had to go to the doctor later on my stomach was all fucked up oh yeah that's the worst part too is like now that i'm in my 30s man is like i'll wake up the next day and be like dude my goddamn stomach like i won't even just be the hangover like in my like for my head Mm -hmm. it'll be like my my stomach and my body is all fucked up i got i drank way too much and like uh, i went out to palm springs uh in february for this work thing for my day job yeah and uh i went out to by the way that place blows like that entire that entire area it's in like palm springs yeah, yeah yeah it's in california and it's like it sounds very resorty like yeah it totally is so like here's the it's weird man because it's a it's it's like northeast of la it's like way out over mm-hmm. a um, uh, past the San Fernando Valley it, and further north over another mountain. And then there's a whole other valley, but it's just all desert. And it's weird because it's a... so weird, Yeah, man. super weird, man. <laughs> it's it's like, super weird. You have a desert and in valleys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like all and, these like weird landscapes yeah, mixed in one. all in like one little... Yeah, anyway, so... So there's like yeah, and then they had like citrus. They had like like citrus farms in yeah, L.A. Like saying. before, like doesn't, that's why didn't that's, make any that's sense. Why that state's going down. Man. Yeah, it's just super <laughs> weird. Makes no sense. And so the uh, so there's just all this desert, right? And it's actually kind of beautiful, but like there's just nothing there. Like there's no there's no comedy club. Like there's all these people. There's like five hundred thousand people who like live in this like big area. No comedy club. And so I'm going out there for work, and I'm, like, messaging all these – I'm like, is there anybody who does any comedy? And they're like, well, there's one nudist colony that sometimes does a nudist. comedy show. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, nobody's going to be outside in a nudist colony in February. Right. Like, this is – Did you go? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I would have if, – if, if, if I had the opportunity, I would have gone. Yeah. I mean, like, that's exactly the kind of – I'm like, oh, this is once in a lifetime. Like, right, who, who yeah. goes to a nudist colony and does comedy? This is – Oh so, man, dude! I, how uncomfortable would that have been? Like, oh, super. Maybe like the first like couple of minutes, you probably would have been like, you know, telling jokes, still covering yourself, but yeah. then you know, one punchline hit, yeah. you're like, all right, start strutting yeah, around yeah, out there. Right. Exactly. The <laughs> audience starts cheering, and my dick gets hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was just weird, man. So anyway, that area was just super fucked up. But I got 
it's all dry and deserty and stuff. And I got way, I got so wasted. Mm-hmm. And just because of this, like, you go to these conferences, like, for uh, if any listeners of mine, uh, if all eight of you go to, <laughs> um, you know, have a day job where you go to conferences, the whole thing is you just go get wasted. Like, that's everybody's like, what the fuck are we here for? Right. Like, let's go get trashed. And, like, that's the entire, they try to, like, hook up with other people. They're all married, but they try to, like, all we'll hook up with, to, all, yeah, the other, with all the other people. And, what branch are you from? Oh, yeah. You know, like. it's so weird. It's like industries like that are just any industry, but it, it's so incestuous in the sense, sense that, like, all the people try to like sleep with each other and have it's so super I feel weird. Like that's like in every yeah, that's like literally in every industry and in every form of like work I've ever come across. It's like all right, y'all go somewhere, yeah, we're all gonna go work together. But then like everybody is also like trying to fuck. Oh, dude, that's exactly. It doesn't matter the industry. It's like marketing technology. You know, people work at restaurants, the storage industry, yeah, whatever the industry that makes those tiny carts that people ride around in at Walmart. Like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. Everybody's trying to <laughs> fuck, and like this is the only way they know how to like do it. Like, cause they're away from their families, yeah. and they're like, I don't got any kids. Yeah, and, like, I'm out here living. I'm out here making money. I'm yeah, here. it's yeah. so ridiculous. And so they're just trying to get. It's it's bizarre. So. Everybody's just drinking, so I got wasted, and the next day I was just like, oh, my God, my stomach. I had to, like, work all day in this conference hall. It was bad news, man. I didn't even get – and the thing about it is, like, I didn't – it wasn't even that insane in terms of, like, I wasn't, like, blackout drunk or, like, stumbling around. Right. It's just, like, as I get older, if I just have, like, four drinks and no water, I wake up and I'm like, dude, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just it's, – dude. Dude, but see – I like, can't hang anymore. Yeah, I'm counting against – that's why I started working out was because uh, I was just like, all right, man, like, I need to, like, I got to make sure that I see old people moving. I saw Tom Cruise ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And I saw him, uh, that last movie he put out, yeah. last Mission Impossible one, where he, like, jumped. Uh, did yeah, he's, a, like, he's almost 60. He's almost 60. And he's, yeah. like, jumping around and doing backflips. Backflips and, and doing his shit. Just this just, little, like, five-foot-two man. Dude, like, I got, like, right. Yeah, he's shorter <laughs> than me. I'm just, like, thinking, like, wow, you're an action star? I know, right? And I'm like, that's in, I don't care what this guy believes in. Yeah. I said, this guy, right? I watched the behind Fuck, the man. If I can do that when I'm 60, I'm going to join Scientology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sign me up, bro. Like, give me Mission Impossible 20, bro. I'm in, man. I, I immediately I just started kind of being like, all right, dude, like I'm almost I'm 28. I turned 29 in August. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I, that's like the last thing I want is to be like, you know, hunched over or feeling like when I wake up in the morning that I'm just like, oh, oh, that don't feel right. All right, I'm gonna lay back down. And like, I don't want to do that, man. So. Dude, I these guys like when I we, I went back to Boulder recently, uh, where I used to live, Boulder, Colorado, and. There's these old people there who are like in their 70s, but they're like mountain goats. Like you'll yeah. like I'll be on a path and like out of breath, and then like two old people will pass me and like go to the top of the mountain. Old people. It's man. just they're you. It's just about not giving up, you know. Yeah, and I, I that's exactly why I start when I started running. I will go out and I, I start seeing old people way up in the morning, early morning, like yeah, four thirty. They'll go after get after it. And they get it there, and and I remember I was like gasping for air. I was just like on the side, yeah. you know, snot was coming down my nose. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's in my been in my lungs, but I'm like spinning that like out, throwing up. Like, yeah, I'm, like <laughs> I'm like on the side, and and I just see like these like old people I mean, with their eighty two like, year old woman, yeah, they got in like, like neon unitard, yes, the blinking lights, <laughs> and they're just like keep running, young blood, and they just keep on moving. And I'm just like, shit, <laughs> I damn, like, I got no excuses. I man, after that, I I was like, all right, dude, they're up. I'm up. I'm yeah, up, I'm up with the old people. You got no. Yeah, it's weird, man. You got no excuses. They get. They'll. They'll get after it. They're gonna lap you. Yeah, yeah. dude, they're for real. Like that, I, man. I'm telling you, old people. Like everybody thinks old because like maybe you got like an old crusty auntie who don't do shit. <laughs> but like, nah, man. They what? Because you don't see the ones who don't do anything. You right. know what I mean? They're not around. They're inside. They're not doing anything. The ones that you see are the ones cigarettes. who. Yeah, chains, <laughs> they're gonna, you know, gonna pass out on that couch and then never come back out. Nah, these old people, man. Shout out to all the old people in uh, Ravenswood. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we got that old yeah. dick crew up in Ravenswood. Yeah. St. James was on the podcast a while ago, and 
for some reason we just kept going like yeah shout out to like young young penis crew out in lakeview like it just was <laughs> weird i don't know what the fuck we were doing and james yeah what's same. up to that wrinkled dick crew in ravenswood <laughs> he got too good of a hairline he's something up with him he's always into some shit like, he was too good like, of a hairline some, you know i don't know how old james is his age has been a mystery to me He's, it's weird because it feels like he's been 19 for like 20 years. Right. right? It, How old is he? I I, no nobody idea. knows. No one knows. His hairline is still intact, so I'm, I'm still going <laughs> to give him a couple of years, but like- I see the way how he walks, and I'm like, yeah, you only got a couple more years. Oh, left. that's so funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's out in New York right now. I work with him. He's like, he's a, he's at he's at the day job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? so? You're from Ohio originally, right? Yeah, from it, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I just had somebody just hit me up uh, from a radio, the a daytime uh, radio woman from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. She like saw she like saw some shit. I I think I for I don't know how she found it, but like. She saw some shit that I had posted online or something, and she was like, "If you're ever in Cleveland, like hit me up. We'd love to have you on the radio. You should do the improv and like all this stuff." And I was hey. like, "What? Yeah, like, hell wait, yeah. what? Like, I'll come, I'll come to Cleveland right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, man! Cleveland's dope, man. I, I, I miss Cleveland, man. I mean, I'm not going back, but <laughs> like, I, that's I, how I feel about Detroit. I'm like, man, I love Detroit. I really miss it. I'm never gonna move there again. But right, <laughs> man, my brothers be like, dude, like when when uh, like when LeBron went back to Cleveland, yeah, they were just like, that's actually the year that I came here was when he moved there. Oh, he really? Went back to Cleveland, like literally like a month, at, like a month in May. I came here five years ago, and then five years ago in June. LeBron came there, and my brother was calling me like, "What are you doing? LeBron's here!" And I was like, "All right, I'll cancel that lease, bro. Like, can I come and live in your couch?" <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It's, why? Why would that be exciting? Is LeBron asking like, "Where's Q? Yeah, right? Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, I only I go- came back to Cleveland. He's not even here. <laughs> he <just laughs> cancel. He's actually LeBron retired after finding out Redescu Hopkins, comedian, is <laughs> going to go chase his dreams. <laughs> oh my God, man, that's. <laughs> That's so funny. I wrote this joke when he did that. When LeBron came back to Cleveland, he I wrote this joke where I was talking about how he had that press conference. Yeah. And I'm like, he like, he's a great athlete. Like, yeah, no right. doubt. He's an amazing athlete. But there's something about that whole situation that made me feel like, dude, he puts a ball in a hoop. That's the only thing he does. Dude. Like, he doesn't do more than that. He doesn't, like, he's not solving world hunger. No, like, but he, he is, though. <laughs> you don't know this guy. I'm telling you, man. I saw it. I, I was there, dude. I watched this guy. I watch, and I again, yes, I am one of the biggest LeBron advocates. I'm part of the the, the King's uh, Court, as I call it. The King's Court. Um, he has, um, man. When I was, I tell you this, I was there when he said he was leaving, and what happened was the reason the outcry happened that so bad be- between Cleveland and LeBron was because LeBron was doing his thing, and again, he was like young and you know whatever. He's doing his own thing. But he would walk down the street, right? Like, you know, well, first off, LeBron was walking. He was someone was driving him. Yeah. And he would get out the car. <laughs> and then like all these people we knew where his meetings were with these other teams, right? Yeah. So there would be people waiting outside to be for like hours. Yeah. Trying just to, to just try trying to, to talk see to him. him like, yeah. Yo, LeBron, my dad's been coming back home because he said, Yo, you're here. So like, don't leave. Like my business you know, is is depending on you. Yeah. And LeBron would just be walking with shades on, like while crying women are just like, Please, LeBron. And like it was a crowd of people oh just, my god that's amazing and he just kept walking by like maybe i'll go to dallas maybe i'll go to <laughs> chicago i don't know <laughs> all these people are begging him to stay here at Cleveland. Yeah. They're and naming then, their children after him and yeah like, dude i'm like dude i'm telling you man if you don't stay i'm breaking up my wife dude She's dude it was like back. so crazy because there was literally there was an article that was talking about how women were naming their children lebron yeah. and they were like how would you feel and then like the thing that's nuts about it is like i was talking to, i was talking <laughs> to cleveland are stupid i know dude i was talking I to a friend cleveland. of mine and i was like how the fuck would you feel if you were the dad of that kid yeah. and then she named him lebron <laughs> and you're like no yeah <laughs> like, no me yeah <laughs> no michael yeah. or like whatever and then like but and then it's so funny because i was talking to a friend of mine about it and he was like uh no dude those Dads are probably excited that they're like, yeah, let's name him LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to the league, son. (laughs) It was bad, man. I mean, they burnt. I mean, he and then when he left, it was uh, I actually was doing a show. I was uh, I was doing a show downtown and I knew it was going to go bad because I just like 
like as soon as the dude was like, "Yeah, you can, yeah, you can close out the show," and I was like, "Oh, there's no other comic that wants to be here. <laughs> that wants to be here tonight." Yeah, I was like, obviously, I, but I was like, "All right, yeah, I'll take the spot, whatever, man. I'm happy, man. I'm about to, yo, LeBron about to stay, and when he stays, I'll be on stage, and everybody be like, you're the so man." Funny, and I'm man. just like, "That's right, motherfuckers." So I thought I was gonna kill it, and as soon as like I, I they called me up on stage, and then um, LeBron literally came on at the same time. It was like one of those parts where like they were like all right coming up to the stage for rescue and i start to walk up and then actually lebron's like actually i'm gonna step up <laughs> and he goes on tv part of me q <laughs> yeah excuse me little man and he goes on and he they do the whole press and as soon as he said i'm taking my talents to south beach yeah ooh, the, the the it was a quiet yeah and then Fuck this! Glass started breaking. <laughs> a bottle of Corona flies yeah. on the screen. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, good night, everybody. Like, Thank you. Off. Yeah, I'm a fucking rescue out there. Yeah, book me for your next show if you need me, guys. And man, they burnt everything. It was people in the side the bar lighting shit on fire. What? Yeah, it was. I mean, people were fucking outraged. That's they, insane. It was because it's like the one thing Cleveland had going for it. At that, yeah, I mean, at that time. Cleveland downtown, like Cleveland downtown, is a lot better now. Yeah, it's got way more things going on. And yeah, more you know, more money's been dumped into the to the city. But at that time, it was desolate. Oh man, and it was like literally like there came a news article that came out. Um, like New York Times reported it about how the economic impact that LeBron has oh on my a, God, on a city. Dude. What that like when he left, so many businesses went out. They were done. They yeah, they were like, forget it. Yeah, because like uh, all these bars, no one came downtown yeah. except for if there was a Cavs game. What the fuck? So when no, he that's, left, that's true, man. That's so weird because th- that that happened in Detroit also. Because mm-hmm. as bad as Detroit was for a really long period of time, like like the better part of like almost a decade, mm-hmm. Detroit, Detroit sports were amazing. It right. was like. Uh, I Everybody forget, loves Detroit Pistons. Yeah, ESPN called Detroit like the best city for sports for like five years. Right. Because it, it, it didn't matter what season it was. The Tigers were kicking ass going to the World Series or at least in the playoffs and in the running. Um, even the Lions for a minute were like, they got the wild card to go to the into the playoffs. And that yeah. was like nobody, people were like, what the fuck? Like nobody even, that had never happened in my life. Yeah. And then the Red Wings were like the Yankees of hockey because they, because you guys won a couple of Stanley Cups, Dude, right? Dude, yeah, like, like, what did they say? Like seven and nine or something? Seven Stanley Cups in nine years or something? It was insane. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have to double check that. People probably hate on this podcast because I, <laughs> I, I didn't get that number actually, right. Actually, uh, it's yeah. actually this. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, 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 you leave in your roots. Yeah. So, like, and then and then the Pistons. Like, it was amazing. So it didn't matter when. It was like the there was great sports going on. And it was crazy because you could go to downtown – that's why they moved all like the like Ford Field moved downtown, Comerica Park moved downtown. Like the Joe Louis Arena was already downtown, but they just moved it to that Little Caesars Arena, which I think is ridiculous because That's they a dumb re- name. it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, and they got so close to making it great because they should have named it Little Caesars Palace. Yeah, that would have. <laughs> nah, I would have rocked rock with that, but Little it, it, Little Caesars Arena. These corporations what? start taking over the so arenas. Ridiculous. It's just like guaranteed rate field here yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> That's so fucking lame. That's dumb. man. It's stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. People still just call it McCormick or like whatever. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you. Should you should, or I'm sorry, I got that wrong. What the fuck is the name of that? The former White Sox field is it McCormick? Uh, you wait. All I know is U.S. Cellular. That's the only thing I know. Yeah, gar- I, guaranteed I rate field. Yeah, um, <laughs> so stupid. Um, people are probably gonna hate on that. Now I'm, everybody just hates me because I don't get sports references right. Yeah, I um, mean, but you know, fuck those. Guys. Anyway, but it was like there was all these businesses that were downtown mm-hmm. and they thrived because like people would come down. From like basically from the suburbs into downtown Detroit, but like Detroit's changing too. It's funny because like my cousin is an attorney in uh, Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he his office overlooks like the downtown, like where they had that giant ce- celebration after the Cavs won. Yeah, he was like showing sending me pictures, and he's like, "The state of Ohio has never had this many people gathered. Like oh, this is yeah. the, the the record of terms of turnout 4. for any five million people. Yeah, it's I mean it's insane that like when the Cubs won the World Series, seven million people came out to the Chicago basically to Millennium Park to that celebrate you know, the Cubs. That's why when people say like sports are not important or they're so dumb, it's like well I mean all right to you, but that's also because you don't understand the yeah. sport. 
But if you just knew like how like this like not only does it culturally impact people, but it economically impacts. I mean, that's the true. city. It, it it helps raise up stuff. I mean, yeah, it could be a little goofy because sometimes like whatever sports is can be pretty dumb, and the way how they report it and showcase it. Yeah, and, you know, it's yeah. There's some dumb, but if you were really actually. Uh, took some time to understand yeah. the impact of it because i was there for the parade i saw a guy so happy that <laughs> he he was he was like walking around he says oh people say cleveland ain't shit huh <laughs> but look at us now huh look at us now look at us. like we look. are shit and matter of fact there was some horse shit and he picks it up and he's, <laughs> he's rubbing it on himself he, no he actually sniffed it he sniffed it he's like he actually bit it and he's just like no i was like no. oh no i was like no dude don't eat that he says cleveland ain't shit <laughs> he's oh like God. we are the shit now look at us we are one with the shit and i'll just like you oh, need wow, to man. all right you yeah. need to yeah all right let's <laughs> All right, don't let the newspapers catch that, man. Oh, that <laughs> I was is like, so funny. We're looking like idiots out here right now. But the, like, this is the thing that gets like I understand like sports are important, and like I when like whenever the Red Wings like, especially for a long period of time, like I didn't care for sports at all. Yeah. And then when the Red Wings were on this like huge run when I was younger, I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun. But I never felt like I had anything to do with it. Right. But there are definitely people who are like. Like that dude who's like Cleveland's amazing. Like we're amazing. It's oh, yeah. like, dude, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do anything, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't even. You probably never even went to a game, dude. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of band. I mean, that's what. I mean, it's like that. Like with anything, it's like there's always going to be like some bandwagon people that just pop up. Yeah, that's real. And, and I mean, right now, I'm. I'm be honest. I'm straight bandwagoning on the Browns. Yeah. Like uh, I know it's like getting really heavy sports now, but like no, that's okay. I'm uh I, I'm straight bandwagon on them. They got um Odell Beckham Jr. from New York. Yep. And they're talking about we're possibly in the playoffs. And if anybody knows anything about the Cleveland Browns. It's like holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean I I threw my shit away like a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, man, this team sucks. They could sell this team. That's so funny. And then as soon as like they were like, oh snap playoffs, I was like, oh let me pick this back up. <laughs> I was I started calling my brothers like we're going to some games. Yeah, there's a guy. Game. There's a guy who works at my day job who's a Cleveland Browns fan. He's from Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he just was like, he's like so excited. Yeah. He's like, man, it's gonna be amazing. And yeah. I'm like, dude, don't get your hopes up, yeah. man. Like, you can't tell Cleveland people nothing like that. Yeah. Dude. Once we start going, true I mean, believers. Yeah, I mean, Believeland, dude. <laughs> like, Believeland is literally like <laughs> where we stand, dude. Like, once we get any little smidget of like hope, hope is like, all right, we're all in. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm about to put every chip I have on yeah. 35. Black. <laughs> Take out another mortgage, baby. We're gonna stay here for a couple more years. Yeah, that's, that's so funny, dude. Well, when did you move to Chicago, man? I moved to Chicago in um, May of two thousand. Wait, uh, two thousand and four or fourteen. May of twenty fourteen. Okay, yeah. got it. So you, yeah, that was about a year before I came out here. So you, you're at, you're about five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, yeah, next month will be five years. Crazy, man. Just for, for comedy? Just for comedy, man. I was I was about to go to New York. Um, a buddy of mine, Ramon Rivas, uh, he, he's, uh, he's a comedian and he started like a, a couple of years before me in Cleveland and he came out here to Chicago and he did Chicago. Like he was out here for like four or five months or so. Yeah. And then he came back to Cleveland and at that time in Cleveland, um, there was no comedy scene. The mm. comedy scene was very weak. Yeah. Let's just, let's just say it's like, it was like two or three open mics in the city all together. Damn. And even the one open mic on Monday that was a popular one, you had to wait every other week to go. Uh, and then I would go to the Cleveland Improv to go audition. But that was also just in front of the owner. So like oh, the, man. Yeah, so he would just sit there and like, All right, well make me laugh and you just be like Yeah, all right, here we okay, go. Here we go. It's like you an S N L audition. Yeah, you have three minutes. Yeah. And it just usually always went bad. You know, it was a couple of people who like who were good or just kind of knew what they were doing already. But sure. most, most of us were just like, I don't know. Is this how comedy works? Like, <laughs> is this how this works? Yeah, I thought, I watched TV. This does not look nothing like <laughs> <laughs> what was, you know, uh, in the brochure. So, um, uh, yeah, then I was, Ramon told me, because I was thinking about going to New York, because I was like, man, I don't know, man. I just feel like I'm not really getting as much as I can out of this. And I like I like the group that I was rolling with. Yeah. We, were, we were doing good and, he was about to. Ramon was about to start an accidental comedy festival, 
he was getting things moving because he learned so much from coming out here. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing, he was rolling with the CYSK guys, the comedians you should know. Yeah, yeah. He was rolling with them kind of early on. Yeah, this was probably a year maybe into them doing their, their show's been around for nine years, so it was probably just about that time. Yeah, they were just, I think, were just starting to hit their kind of their, their stride. And so he had all this information from them. So he brought it back to Cleveland. And when I was thinking about moving, I was like, man, I think I'm going to New York. And he was just like, dude, I mean, do that if you want. Yeah. But I would suggest just from my own personal experience that, you know, New York is a little harder to go, when, especially when you don't have nothing mm. up under you. So you should go maybe try Chicago because Chicago is a great middle area where you could just like you could be as good as you want. And you can be as bad as you want, mm. and the industry won't really pay attention. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, which <laughs> it is, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It's like there's people who are like so so good out here, and but they have not, you know, they not to, and not to say they don't have nothing, but they just industry wise. Yeah, there's no, there's no. I mean, like I as much as the Laugh Factory, like I know Brian and Curtis and even James Webb really want to change that. They want to, they want to bring. They want to start some kind of industry here or have industry attention come here. Yeah. And that's amazing. I right. think it's a good goal. But aside from those guys really trying to make that happen, it's really there's no attention. It's, I think, man, and yeah, shouts out to them. That's awesome what they try to do. I talk to James Webb all the time about that. But my only my only my only gripe or not gripe, but my only concern with that is just that, you know, in order to do that, you've got to have the entire community involved in that. You just can't be like these lone wolf soldiers out here these gunslingers you know of the industry trying to bring in you have to like really you have to have not only just you know you guys as management but you got to have all the comics involved in believing in this. oh yeah totally and you know it's hard to believe that when you <laughs> you know you be here for a while and then you like kind of get some momentum and then it all dies back down oh dude that's ha yeah that that is so real, man, because, like, there just isn't – because the ceiling is low. Yeah. So it's like you just can't – it's great. You Like, you look at even amazing – like, Kristen Toomey, Kelly Howard, like, there are some really amazing comedians who are, like, mm -hmm. who, who are here. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they just – it's like they – there's no – they have to move. Danny Callis is yeah. my favorite comedian. Danny's maybe the best example. I see Danny every week doing pizza tours yeah. at my job. And I just, I remember he had a real conversation when we were talking. He was talking to a couple of comics, but he was just like, you know, I mean, when I was, when I moved here, that's who I was looking at. I was like, man, I want to be like Danny. Like, yeah. I saw him in Cleveland uh, before all this stuff. And I was just like, man, he's fucking good. Yeah. And then, like, I remember coming out here and then everybody's like, yeah, Danny, man. He's Danny's, amazing. He's, he's the next guy. He's the next guy. And he kind of just stayed here for as long as he has been here. And he had, and he even said it. He said, it like, man, I should have left. Yeah. He says, I was trying to, you know, go this way and just be like the Chicago guy. But, you know, after a while, how long, what does that really pay off for you, though, man? Like, yeah, you, it's, you it's made, real. Yeah. It's like you may have, yeah, you've made a great name for yourself. You made a great name in the city, but like, you know, you didn't start off in comedy just to be the greatest Chicago, Chicago guy. You yeah. want to be a world traveling or nationwide act yeah, here. Totally. So like when, you know, that's my only concern when they say like, man, this we're going to bring in the industry here. It's like, well, that's not what I don't think that's what every comic is actually thinking of. They're no, thinking like, I, yeah, it's weird. I mean, like the world's changing in the, in, the, in the sense that like entertainment is changing. Like there's you could be based in Chicago now and create an audience globally that would mm -hmm. like give you a ton of attention here but that would still take you different places like there's no infrastructure here to 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 have a like there you know aside from like joe swanberg who like shoots shit here right you know in terms of like netflix and things like this there's you know and in sh a couple of chicago-based like dramas on television there's no like real industry that's like based in the city no man and that's why you know even myself like now i've kind of like kind of started switching my brain towards that I'm, yeah you know i'm like all right no i, I still want to like do all the chicago things and i still want to be like you know i'm still like feel like i'm an active member in the community and i want to like get on i still want to do all the shows and do all the spots and you know club spots and stuff like that that's all great but like you know i my plan was bigger than just here like this oh yeah it's like my training ground well that's what's so strong. weird too about the city is that and we talk about this on the podcast like all the time when people come on but like the city can be very insular in the sense that like you're doing it's all the same people, yeah, and it's a limited number of people, 
And like you were saying, like there's no real movement outside of it. Like either you're moving to LA or New York. Mm -hmm. If you're staying around, you're just the same kind of people. And it's weird because it's even starting to happen to me where like I'm seeing people who are new and are now like lapping me. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it's like a weird, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't, and, and, and they, and they're good. They're talented. Like right. I see why they're getting the opportunities they're getting, but there's just a weird kind of like, wait a minute. Like, it just doesn't have, it's not a matter of time. Like, it's just, it, it, it might never happen to you if you stay here. And part of it is because it's like high school. There's a, there's a sense of the people that the people who are in the community here like, and those are the people who get a lot of opportunities. And yeah. They get opportunities in Chicago, and then if you're not in that group, that you don't get them. And it's not, it's not because you're maybe not talented, or it's not because they're more talented. They 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 probably are talented, but like, mm -hmm. it's just because this is what the taste of the city likes. You yeah. know, I've seen a lot of those guys, and <clears throat> and I was, and I I remember I was one of those guys. I was on both sides of the fence when I first got here. I remember I was getting booked on everything. I was like, oh I, yeah, I did like Chuck like four times and oh, stuff shit. like that. I've never, like, I've never done Chuck. Man, I was, I that's Ed was saying the same <laughs> thing. He's like, man, I've never done Chuck, dude. Ed is, Ed, I feel bad for Ed for real because Ed is, Ed is a dude who years ago I met Ed back in like 2013. I came out here with uh -huh. Dave Metz, yeah, and Ed was like, I don't know how long he had been doing comedy at that point, but like I, that's when I met him, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, this dude is funny. Like then, and then like he's only gotten better, yeah, and you're like, man, this is. How come he can't? He just like like that's a guy who if you need a, a evidence for somebody who you know the scene sometime or the community just sometimes just doesn't think about mm -hmm. like for like you know there's is are you trying to, trying to tell me that like people who are you know like he should be hosting Zanies regularly he should be like we, all this yeah shit. we and him I, like that's like probably like one of my like best friends because I, I hang out with him I need, to with him. I need to have him on the podcast oh man yeah he'll be he'll be great he'll have he has a lot <laughs> he has a lot to say yeah I bet <laughs> I bet and uh we'll talk about like industries we just had this long conversation like uh like a couple of days ago about like industry stuff and I was just kind of telling him I said man dude you know we gotta stop looking at these people around us because no matter what the way how the scene just works and how like i don't know how other scenes work but just the way how like this scene works is like there's new blood that comes in and because of the new blood there they have hot new material yeah that you've never heard or oh, stuff totally. like that and i think too often when when we're around we've got comfortable because we've you know we've already kind of established ourselves it's yeah. like hey you know we could we could do 10 minutes like yeah, <laughs> I that do too that. man yeah, yeah. oh yeah you need me a 15 sure man oh you need me to host this we've got really comfortable with that and the new people who come in it's a cycle it's they're like hungry they, they're hungry so they kind of stay at it i said and man and we get i used to be like uh, i gotta get into the clubs yeah and i gotta get into this and when i couldn't get in i would then stop working as hard but that's like those things where that's the time where it's like all right you gotta figure out how to reinvent yourself reinvent because the industry is going to keep changing and this scene is yeah i mean keep, that's a good point yeah it's like you can't like uh you can't fall into that whole trap of like man these guys aren't giving me spots and stuff like that it's like well you better figure out yeah. because, because they're not they're going to keep doing this yeah like, i agree this is going to keep moving st james said it he goes half a comedy is what have you done for me lately yeah and there's like it's definitely a feeling about it where like what did you do did you have you been starting and promoting a new show did you try to create you know, some buzz around you. Did you put out some YouTube videos that are getting attention? Right. Did you like, I look at like Skylar and Nick and the, 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 the uh, hustle, young hustle crew. Yeah. The young hustle crew. And yeah. like guys like that, like they, they're putting out, they put out uh fuck a prop pro problem magic. Yeah. Like all those sketches are so funny and they edit them. Well, they put them on YouTube. Like they're hilarious. Mm -hmm. That stuff gets attention. Those guys get JFL auditions. Like it's, it's be, they're they're guys who I mean so like this point it's like for as much complaining as I think I do maybe everybody does people do on this podcast for sure it's like the fault isn't out like you have the power to change it you know what I mean like I it's definitely I feel this too it's like why I started grind I like kind of not to you know not to like air my dirty laundry but like I had kind of taken almost a year off like I got this new job that was fucking killing me mm -hmm. I was working on this project with this TV show which actually is starting to go somewhere which is kind of cool. Um, people on the podcast have heard me talk about that before, but like, 
you know, I had like other things going on. I just wasn't going out and grinding as much. I was getting road gigs and stuff, right? But like, I wasn't doing anything in the city, and I started massively falling off of bookings. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't, I, I like wasn't applying to festivals anymore. I like none of that stuff. And so then I kind of woke up a couple months ago and was like, "Fuck, I haven't done like any real comedy, comedy," and like I really miss it. I just started going out and grinding again. I'm getting like shows again weekly. I'm like, d- you know, doubling down on the podcast, like having you in here, having like a whole bunch of different people in here. You just got to do something. Yeah. Like, you got to just shake it off. It's like literally whenever that like, um, I mean, I get that way uh, quite often. And I just like one, I started one that helps me. Actually, I, I work out. So I just do something to kind of like break myself off. I get I, I have a little hobby, something to like bring my brain back. Same, to be a, same here. I yeah. do CrossFit. Like, Cross, yeah, see, things like that to kind of like pull yourself out of like your head because you're the only one that's kind of stopping yourself. Like no one else is telling you that you suck <laughs> unless it's like a shitty YouTube comment or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But like no one, none of your friends telling you suck. Dude, They're, also if your if your ego is so weak that YouTube comments are fucking yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah, this industry. <laughs> yeah, big dick XR12. Yeah, it thinks I suck. <laughs> it's like all right, well. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Detective I Pikachu it. 104X <laughs> thinks I'm the worst. That's why I was like, man, like at this point, it's like, you know what? You just do what you want to do because it's fun. And I think if you just showcase that, then, you know, if you'll keep figuring out ways how to put yourself out there. Yeah. And more people will follow you. Like if it's not fun, then what's the point? Right. I feel like that's something I've had to remind myself a lot of lately is I'm like, dude, if I'm not having it, like if it's not, if, uh, if I'm legitimately not having fun, why the fuck would the audience have fun? Why would anybody else have fun? Why would anybody want to watch any of the shit I'm putting out? If I'm not having a good time doing it, honestly, that's, if it feels like a chore, it's going to be a chore. Honestly, that's like my pet peeve and like stand up. Is like when comics go up on stage and they're just like, Ugh. Ugh. oh, well, you guys must fucking hate this, right? It's like, well, now, yeah, yeah, now they do, <laughs> yeah, that great job for b- killing the energy That's in the awful. room. I kind of, I feel like I'm getting a name for myself doing that in Chicago a little bit, not, not in terms of being like, oh, you guys suck, but like, I definitely have a feeling sometimes when if I work on jokes and mm-hmm. I, if I'm like. I've done this joke in the city. I've done it out of the city. I've done it for six months. I've refined it. And I get up on stage in front of an audience and I go, blah, 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 blah. And I do the joke. And then they're like batting their, they're like just kind of like rolling their eyes or just looking at me and blinking. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. I know this joke is good. <laughs> See, I, like, I go to, I'd be like trying to figure out like, all right, what what's the deal, dude? Who are you, dude? Like I try, to, I start pointing people out because I'm being like, all right, What dude, happened to you guys today? Yeah. Obviously, you guys are, what, did the host say something? LeBron like, said he's leaving. In Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, if you go to go to Cleveland, man, just bring up LeBron, and they'll be they'll fucking give you at least like a three minute applause <laughs> that break. Like, great. Uh, I yeah, I, I will to- never do that bit in Cleveland then, because the whole point of that bit that I was talking about earlier was I was like LeBron James up here acting like the Julius Caesar of basketball. Like yeah. he's just <laughs> yeah. he's just putting a ball in a hoop. Like oh, yeah, actually, people oh. would be like, get the fuck off, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Start lighting your notebook on fire. <laughs> That's another thing too, by the way. We started the lighting on things on fire uh, <laughs> campaign. Some other people tried to take it uh, when they burned Kevin Durant's jersey. For and they, real? Yeah, they burnt man. They, everybody started burning jerseys. The, the original light things on fire came from Cleveland. Cleveland. Another <laughs> great thing for Cleveland, by the way. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, we Bone had, Thugs is amazing. Man, I just heard. Of, I just went through an old playlist of Bone Thugs. It's amazing. I man, this is a song called uh, "I'm So High." And then, like, I'm just like, oh, bro, I just, like, want to vibe. I was, like, going to Muay Thai. Like, they were That's just so like, great, dude. My, my trainer was like, what are you listening to? I was like, they ah, said that, they the, that When they did that Take Me Home with Phil Collins, I played that for my mom. Yeah. And she was like, this is really good. Like, yeah, dude, they grew yeah, up on 63rd they're really, in Cleveland. <laughs> they're really good, mom. I love, man, I love Bone. Actually, Bone Ducks used to throw, um, they used to throw uh, concerts in the park in Cleveland. But, like, at that time when I heard about these things, I was, like, pretty young. Yeah, you're probably, like, five, six. Yeah, and, like, I wanted to go because I was, like, I wanted to go check them out. You wanted to go, but you couldn't roll a joint at that age? Yeah, it was, like, yeah, can you hold this Glock, bro? And it's, <laughs> I was, like, no, nah, you know, I'm going to go play Man. on the – go to the skater rink. These guys, these guys' voices are beautiful. Yeah. And they just, like – Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> oh, the hold this, bro. <laughs> like, I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm not ready for this life, man. <laughs> I'm not ready for this life. Uh, I was born into this in Cleveland. Yeah. That's so funny, man. 
Dude, uh, we just, we're actually approaching time. I should probably roll this thing out soon. Sure. Um, where can people get at you, Rodescu? Uh, you guys can follow me on uh, Facebook or, or actually on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram these days. Uh, at, at Rodescu, that's R-O-D-E-S-C-U. Um, you just look me up on there. Um, I got shows. I, I do. <laughs> I'm starting another open mic. I have oh, two shit, open dude. mics now. Yeah. Uh, I love open mics. They're like the best. They're like great because it's like so low pressure. Yeah. You can just go in and fuck around. We have a trigger warning open mic uh, that's been moved to Sedwick Stop. Uh, oh, yeah. That's on Mondays now, right? That's on Mondays. I hear nothing but good things about that one. People are like, it's rowdy. It it's, gets pretty rowdy. Oh, the trigger warning? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We Yeah, it gets. <laughs> we, had a, we had a guy quit. Uh, we have guys quit like all the time. It's so funny because we play sound drops. I bring my soundboard. Oh, that's great. And like, if you're like, you know, if you're really sucking up, you're like, yeah, we had a guy throw his notebook and we, oh, that's great. Yeah, like fuck this, man. If I can't tell my jokes here, then I'm not going to do comedy. And we're just like, all right, well, <laughs> all right, bye. Yeah, see you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so that's really fun. I there. almost lost my shit once when Dylan Scott and, and Tyler <laughs> Ross did that. At, this is years ago at CBA. There used to be a bagel mic at CBA. Yeah, I remember that. Thursdays. Yeah, and they hosted it once and did that. And I got so mad. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, God damn it! And <laughs> it's the same thing. But they were just fucking with me on purpose. They were yeah. just like hitting shit in the middle of my jokes. See, and yeah, <laughs> all right. See, that's where I'd be like, I had to calm myself down, so I get a little trigger happy too. So that's I had to so be funny. like, Hey, buddy, like, <laughs> enough. And I'm like, All right, my bad. Like, let him actually really bomb. <laughs> yeah, let him really bomb before we do this. Yeah, but you don't need to keep cutting him off. Or if he gets like a couple of laughs and then you play it, it's like. No, let him build it up. Well, Maybe because he's I heard about there. this mic. I heard about this mic because people were like, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty right. It's really fun on Monday nights. And then they said, but part of the reason it's fun is that all these improv people get out of yeah, Second, Second City. City yeah. And then they wander over and they're like, we'll try stand up. Yeah. And they just don't know what they're doing at <laughs> they all. They don't know the culture yeah. at all. It's a completely different type <laughs> of culture there. So, like, they're all so supportive. Literally, everybody comes to Trigger Warning waiting for someone to bomb. They're like, I hope. They're like, are you going to bomb tonight? No, not me, bro. I <laughs> I got, I got this hot bit here. This is going to crush. And then if it works, they're like, I told you if it doesn't, it's like, ah, you know what? We, we're actually going to start this thing where we have a basket and we're just going to leave it there as the drop box. And yeah. We're going to be like, all right, if you bomb, what we're going to do is uh, actually you, you can just leave your notebook here, buddy. <laughs> you don't need that, man. <laughs> Whatever. Get, get rid of all your jokes. Yeah. Actually, we'll like rip that page out. Like we're going to take this page out because that didn't work, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty. That that's great, man. Um, but yeah, then um, I not an open mic, and then um, what's the second one? What's the other one? The other one is called um, Tuesday Night uh, Work Bits. Uh, that's a new one. We have we actually just going to start that on Tuesday uh, this week, um, or Tuesday starting. Uh, it's at ten o'clock. It's at Route sixty six uh, Club Grill House and Tavern. I don't know. Uh, it's on Clark though. It's over by Wrigleyville. It's so Route sixty six. Oh yeah. Me and Dwayne Murphy Jr. Oh nice. Uh, New York comic that just moved here like a year ago. Oh yeah. Um, he's me and him are going to start that one for a late night Tuesday, Mike. So everybody can kind of hit that one up after the shows. That's pretty good because that 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 could be. There's a lot you could do on Tuesday then up in on the north side because yeah. you could hit up. Uh, you could do Stella's. You could go to uh, still Patsy's. Go to you could go to, yeah, you could go to Lottie's. You could head over to Route 66. You would work like three or four mics that night. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were trying to do. And plus, that's also close by my house. So I was like, perfect. Nice. I can like, perfect. St- you know, wander out of there. And um, and then in May, I, yeah, I'm doing, got a couple of shows here, man. I'm starting, um, I'm doing House of Blues coming up soon. Oh, that's great. Yeah, House yeah. of Blues. and I got to hit up. Who books that? Uh, Chris Tranny. Yeah, Chris, Chris Tranny. I'm gonna message Chris. And yeah, be like, get on top of Chris, man. He's he's a he's a little he's a little squirrely guy. He's kind of hard to keep up with. He, I love Chris, man. He came out and did. He stayed. He did Edinburgh when mm-hmm. we were out there. And uh, oh yeah, you guys stayed. Did that. Yeah, dude, Chris and I slept next to each other in the same bed. That was a unique experience. <laughs> the house we were at, we had like at one point we had like five comics staying in one room in yeah. Scotland for like a week and a half. Oh yeah. my god, you were out it was there for fucked a month. up, man. I was out there for a whole for six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, it was nuts. Between Scotland and uh, England, my uh, family in England, so I went down to go see them. Hey, that's dope. It was pretty cool, dude. I did. Um, I just did this uh, last year. I got to do it again, but mm-hmm. uh, I did 
two shows in London and then I did one show in Oxford. Okay. I'm like I got to go back out there and do it. It's you sh- you got to do it. I mean, people, I talk about this all the time, but people in the scene need to get outside of the city, not just in like the Midwest or to LA or New York or Portland or Dallas or Denver. Yeah. Or not even just one of these cities, but like go to Canada, go to like Go to Toronto. Go to. Man, I just got my passport too. Yeah, dude. Gonna... Go to uh, go to Winnipeg, Manitoba. There's a direct flight. It's like two hours to get okay. up. Not even to get up there. Or fly over to Dublin. Yeah, just... someone just told me. Some lady from. Uh, she was at our open mic. Yeah, she's from Dublin. Yeah, and she was just like, she told me, she's like, oh, Carrie. Carrie, she just yeah. moved here. Yeah, yeah she just she moved was, here. She was just telling me, she's like, you should go to Dublin. Like, I think well, the you sense really of humor is it. totally different, yeah. and it's super weird because like they just things that get laughs culturally here just don't and it's mm-hmm. and it just causes you to have to it just puts you off balance the same thing's working out it's like you know you get your body off balance you get your comedy off balance and then try to like recover it makes you a better comic yeah so like all right, all i mean right. i got I, I improved by leaps and bounds I th- i'm sure i lost all of that humor <laughs> right. in, in the years since i got i did edinburgh but anyway um well cool dude you got a lot going on i'm glad we could finally do this i've been talking to you uh, talking to you about having you on the pod for like a while yeah i've just been <laughs> yeah. like so fucking busy over this last year and uh this will probably i'm not sure what i've got a bunch in the can i got to release we got a uh, i got some interviews that i've done recently with an artist friend of mine and then uh jocelyn james the uh the the porn star is going to be on the pod which what? I'm what you got about. a porn star yeah i've had a wow. couple on the pod you've had a couple of porn you know porn stars yeah dude Oh shit, dude! What type of podcast? <laughs> I know, been, right? What hey, is this? Yeah, make sure you tag me in that one. I want, I want to listen to that one. I'm like, <laughs> man, because I got questions too. I'm like, how do y'all, for real? Like, I know, right? How do you, right? how do you, how do, you do this stuff? Sure. Yeah, it's it's cool. We had a uh, yeah Chanel. I mean, people in Potter have heard about this already. Anyway, uh, well, cool, Q. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate thanks. it, dude. I'll see you later. Appreciate we'll, uh, it, bro. We'll chill out there. I'll shake your hand. <laughs> nobody like, can hear, nobody can hear that on the podcast, but <laughs> right. we just shook hands. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, the madness continues.